today on CityCast Pittsburgh. We've had sunny skies all week. I can't get over it. And apparently, neither can y'all. Everywhere I go, the patios are popping and the springtime people watching is in full swing. Today, we've got you covered on a bunch of fun spots to snag something special and post up outside. It's Thursday, April 13th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with writer Sarah Hamm, and y'all, the resume is long. Marketing by day, a fun, sex-positive horror podcast by night, uh, plus the Pittsburgh Astrology Instagram account. I am in awe of your time management, truly. I don't know if it's time management so much as having a lot of respect for the creative process, which is half, you know, manic creation of like four or five different projects all at once. And then half <laughs> like I'm going to rewatch old episodes of Project Runway. But yeah, <laughs> I love this for you. It, that's the journey. Uh, but like every Thursday, we are here to talk about food today, uh, specifically some outdoorsy spots now that the weather is like kind of giving us a break. The sun early this week has been really giving me life. Yeah, it's amazing. Whenever I can go someplace without a jacket, it just like that's when I'm living my best life. See, I'm the same way, but pants like I want something that like give me some shorts, give me a skirt. I don't want to have to like feel the pant legs, you know? Yeah, my outfit today, I've been describing to myself as dirtbag princess dye, which is like sweatshirt on top. (laughs) But then I have like these very like Florida project influenced like leopard print short shorts that I think are also bathing suit bottoms. Like, I don't know. They're just really comfy. So that's what I wear around the house. (laughs) Triple duty. I love this for you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So let's jump in. We're going to be talking about pop-ups, patios, food trucks, maybe even a bonus round at the end. Uh, Let's start with pop-ups. Usually the closest thing to real dining, um, sometimes a little harder to pin down. What do you love about this style of eating? I think there's just real freedom for chefs, food creators, cooks, whatever, however they identify to experiment, try new things. You don't have that crazy overhead of having a full-blown brick and mortar. And so you can just kind of come with your ideas and really iterate on them. And that's what I love. Yeah. And there are different ways to do it. You know, some are established places that bring in a special chef or they blow up their menu for a limited time. Um, And then some are only pop-ups like uh, the James Beard nominated chef of Fett Fisk, um, Nick Forsberg, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago. You know, uh, are there any that you are really, really loving right now um, or you would recommend to folks? Yeah, absolutely. So I think and this it's like in the vein of harder to pin down, uh, Becca Hegarty, who is the uh, creator of Bitter Ends, which is beloved Pittsburgh restaurant, um, is now working and populating the Ada branch of coffee shops with the most delicious food. Oh, wow. Yeah, I read about that. I highly recommend following them on social media, seeing what she's doing there. Um, I think like she's just infusing that space with a real sense of authenticity, with seasonality, uh, and obviously with delicious food that I'm so excited to eat. What style of food would you uh, say it is? Or like, is there any like a dish or anything that, you know, feels like that restaurant to you? Oh, gosh. I mean, genre 
escapes me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I would say a veggie sandwich. Like, nice. I think Becca is at her most expressive when she's working with vegetables and within season. And so just depending on what's growing, what she can get from wherever local place she can get it from, she's making these beautiful, expressive, you know, texture laden sandwiches that I think kind of exist outside of what we think a normal sandwich is you know it's like are they messy yes are they delightful also yes (laughs) so that's always yeah my one of my favorite things is just like give me the veggie sandwich I don't care what's on it it's just like the most fun roll of the dice I love that um scratch and co is one that I've been to several times and had their normal menu cocktails Mm -hmm. are so good so good but newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco said that they have a taqueria acosta pop-up every Tuesday night um that sounds really fun. I haven't done it. Is there anything like either that one or maybe another one that you really, really love and think folks should check out? Uh, so I too love Scratch's regular menu. I went a couple weeks ago, had a prime rib for dinner, which was just this beautiful like... Indulgent. Oh my God. It was crazy indulgent. Uh, my date and I actually, he cut me a piece of it because I was like, generals, you cut this. Um, and it was like all fat. And I was like, do you do you want to share some of this fat with me? And he's like, absolutely. And I was like, cool, this is a good match. Let's continue. Um, there was a magician there. Like it. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, now his name escapes me, um, but they have a magician who sometimes shows up and does close-up magic, sort of psychic readings. It is the wildest, most fun experience. At first I was like, mm, that sounds annoying and cheesy. Uh, but at the end, I was like totally blown away, kind of in love, like really, really fun. I kind of forgot that magician was a career path until this moment. That's that's such a great <laughs> journey for that person. I'm sure it's like a multi-hyphenate position for him. <laughs> no kidding. Um, and another one um, that a reader suggested actually uh, was Mandu Handu, uh, the Korean pop-up. Um, really excited to try that one. That one's going to be new to me. Yeah, Sunny makes amazing food. Um, There's usually a little jar of her kimchi hanging out all the time. I love it. So good. That's so great. Um, So let's move on. Next up, food trucks. Um, They usually also have sort of an established menu, but they're more nimble, right? Um, And pretty much require social media to find your favorites. Um, I feel like I'm never in the right spot at the right time, but I like the idea of, you know, happening upon a great menu item. Yeah, I feel like we need somebody who has an established social social presence to curate all of the like this is the the best food trucks and pop-ups are happening this week here here and there and just like showing all of us like where to get them uh because yeah you do kind of have to check on your favorites often uh and frequently and and hope that they they update thank goodness for the breweries for keeping us informed because they're the ones really doing the lord's work there absolutely absolutely are you seeing any new trends um popping up on the scene here in pittsburgh Uh, So one thing that I'm really excited to see is that there are a lot more uh, Mexican, South American, um, Hispanic, and Latinx uh, food trucks popping up, um, which is not something that I, you know, I've been in Pittsburgh a baker's dozen years now, I think 13 years. Um, I'm from North Carolina. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm from North Carolina. We have a much higher Hispanic and Latinx population there, uh, and with them come their amazing food traditions, and it's something that I've really 
really miss living in Pittsburgh. Um, and so seeing places like El Rincon Wakajeno uh, pop up uh, with their food truck, Taqueria Pastorcito is delicious. Everyone raves about them and I keep missing it. So good. They usually have a stop along um, Trace's usual rotation there. So if you if you can make it, get it done because they're so delicious. Um, and you get just like a good to know. really lovely variety. Oh, I also wanted to mention um, El Colibri, which is not a food truck, um, but they do have a stand at the Bloomfield Farmer's Market. And I believe, crossing my fingers, they're coming back in the summer too. So definitely get on El Calibri as well. Oh, thank you for that. Um, you know, one of our producers who's working with us this week, he's remote from Houston. Shout out AK. Hey. Um, he says that they are huge in Houston on fusion foods. So like Asian tacos, Korean hot dogs, vegan barbecue, halal poke, um, even Chinese soul food. Um, of course, you know, it started with Tex-Mex. Um, but do we have anything like that here? I, the first one that came to mind was maybe the Boon Seek and their Korean corn dogs. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? Oh my gosh. I'm now I'm racking my brain. I feel like fusion had its moment, right? And like the the like mid-aughts, and then people made too much fun of it and it went away. <laughs> it's like the millennials and the avocados. You just can't let us have nice things. 100 percent And now it's like it's like you can't order avocado toast because you're afraid someone's gonna laugh at you for it. And it's like, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's, it's just good. good. It's good on toast. Yeah. And and I think, you know, fusion at its best is a celebration of both cultures and sort of innovation and the the why not, you know, like aspect of eating food. Like, why not put these two great things together if they go together? Um, but I'm I'm having a real, real stuck moment thinking like, what is the fusion cuisine of Pittsburgh? I don't know. Okay, we'll put that one to the audience. What do y'all think? Uh, what is our fusion cuisine? It'll be it'll be fun to hear back maybe what other folks think. Yeah, I'm like, it's got to be something with pierogies, right? It's like pierogies and kimchi. <laughs> Someone's got to have that on their menu somewhere. And I'm going to find out and I'm going to go there and I'm going to eat it. <laughs> hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet. Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy, whose father visits from beyond the grave to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. So let's talk about patios. I feel like they're like kind of our old faithful for folks looking to sit and relax and enjoy the good vibes or people watch. Um, what are you loving right now? Oh, my gosh. Just like the idea of being outside on a patio. Um, I think like the the pinnacle of the Pittsburgh patio right now is Trace's uh, patio in Bloomfield. It is very industrial, sort yeah. of refurbished, a yeah. lot of beer, which is necessary here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Lo lots of beer. Yeah. But there is also, you know, they have Goodlander cocktails on draft too, which is exciting. Uh, on Saturdays and Sundays, they do a Bloody Mary that is hella good. Uh, good to know. Oh, worth getting up for. Like, I'm not an early <laughs> riser, but it's like, I'll get, I'll get out of bed before it's 10 a.m. if there's a Bloody Mary from Trace in my future. So delicious. Yeah. And the vibe is really hard to describe because they take all comers. You know, I think they've done a really lovely thing for the neighborhood, which is to open the doors and say, like, 
You want to watch Formula One racing here? Great. You know, you want to have a drag brunch here? Awesome. You know, do you want to host like Ari Cole's like slappers and bangers? Like, great. There's just (laughs) so, it's so like warm and welcome. I'm personally uh, really looking forward to an outdoor disco Sunday that they have about once a month. So very cool. Very, very much looking forward to that as well. Uh, I know this is sort of an unpopular opinion for literally anyone over the age of 24, um, but I really like Southside on a weekend morning. Interesting. That's the only time I will F with Southside. They party in ways that I'm well beyond. But I really like the people watching. The food is good. The prices are better. Um, Really big uh, proponent. I think folks should give it a shot. Okay, where is your Southside go-to spot then? There are so many like good little spots. I like because, you know, p- folks will put their tables out and the sidewalks are nice and wide. They recently got redone. Thank you, PennDOT. Like Carmela's over the bar. Even like if you're thinking just like some cheap Mexican food, Emiliano's little patio, pretty good. Double wide, amazing. Okay. Um, La Palapa, pretty good. Ooh, yeah. Have you been to, I, I hope it's still there, the Colombian spot? Colombian? Do you mean that Venezuelan restaurant, Cilantro Iajo on the south side? Or is this different? I thought it's just called The Colombian Spot. (laughs) But the empanadas are so good. (laughs) Oh, neat, neat, neat. Yeah, then they both serve empanadas. Um, Yeah, Cilantro Yaho has this garlic cream sauce that's like... Ooh, okay. It's frothy. You cannot talk to anybody face-to-face for days, but it is so tasty. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Worth it. Worth it. Worth the isolation. But Southside's not the only one. I feel like Lawrenceville's got a really, like, fun tradition of that, too. Um, even, like, Squirrel Hill. Yeah. Um, the North Side, like, the North Shore um, has a lot of, like, open garage doors where you can, like, sit at the bar but still get some fresh air. It's nice. Yeah. Coming from, like, the country uh, and then moving to Pittsburgh, I was like, wow, gee, like, all these businesses sure do have garage doors. And then, like, come (laughs) springtime, they open up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't need to have your air conditioning running, like, pretty much 365. Uh, It's so it's so nice to have that, like, indoor outdoor vibe. I feel like as soon as the weather gets warmer in Pittsburgh, people just sort of they, like, shed a layer of, like, complaining and then all of a sudden they're just like the warm generous people that like Pittsburghers really are but like because the weather's so bad we have to like protect ourselves with a layer of crankiness and it's yeah like- well and, and several layers of clothing we're all pasty when we reemerge in <laughs> April it's great um, I got a sunburn on my upper thigh because I was like, I'm, you know, yesterday was the, a nice day and I was like, I'm going to like work outside for a little bit and did indeed get a, get a sunburn, uh, which is Welcome. how you that know. Is, yeah. That is April in <laughs> Pittsburgh. Absolutely. <laughs> so pasty. So funny. Yeah. I loved it. Um, are there any uniquely beautiful places that you like to kind of like sit and watch the world go by? Oh, man, that's such a good question. I will say, if you're having a drink in an app, uh, the Abbey in Lawrenceville don't sleep on it because they do have a really pretty outside section. You can watch people walk by on Butler Street. Is their new construction finally finally finished across from the cemetery? I think they're still working on it. They're going to have so much beautiful space when that's finished. Truly, truly. I was just walking by the other day. I was listening to like, Japanese New Age music. Uh, this all the spring buds were in bloom, and I was looking at the Abbey's space, and I was like, 
gosh, like I want to hang out here. Like I want to just slowly sip a cocktail, watch the world go by. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of it's very tiny. So you have to make your reservations. But Cafe Du Jour on Southside, um, they've got a little patio in the back. So no people watching, but you get a little bit of respite. It's very natural. It's almost got like a teeny tiny American Pusides garden vibe. It's very, very good. Oh, fun, fun. That sounds so lovely. Yeah. Another one I really like um, is the Foundry on the North Shore. Oh, yeah. So you get the beautiful view of the river. It's usually not as busy as some of the party spots down on the shore, but you definitely get that like gorgeous downtown vibe, um, a little bit of the breeze on a good day. And their TVs are still visible if, you know, watching sports is still in your jam. <laughs> It's, it's nice if you need to have it, but you don't have to look at it, which yeah. can be my complaint when you're at a bar in Pittsburgh where it's like, gosh, I would love to not be distracted by commercials right now. Like I have ADHD. Like I, it's hard enough for me to just like make it out the door and have a normal conversation with someone. <laughs> like I don't need a TV in the background distracting me. Absolutely. So one last hot take. Uh, what do you think? Does the Gateway Clipper count as a patio? Because a lot of people love being able to go be a captive audience, hang out on the rivers. What do you think? This is blowing my mind right now. Um, is like a is the deck of a ship a patio? I think it can count. <laughs> I think it can work in. I, you know, like confession, bad Pittsburgher, have never been on the Gateway Clipper. You got to find an excuse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a Sagittarius and the thought of like not being able to like escape a social situation if I need to is it like makes me break out in hives. So I don't know if I could like party on a boat, you know, <laughs> see water signs. So I'm like, I don't like the logistics of this, but I will float on a river if you ask me to. Oh, 100%. Sarah Hamm is a writer here in Pittsburgh. Thank you so much for talking to us. Oh, this was such a pleasure. Thanks so much. A little news before you go. There's new railroad safety legislation in the U.S. House, and a bunch of local elected and environmental leaders are very much in favor of it. At a rally this week, speakers said that if a derailment like what happened in East Palestine happened here in Pittsburgh, a bomb train would impact more than 170,000 residents. That's like half our city, y'all. Don't forget that East Palestine train was headed to Conway, Pennsylvania, just north of our city, and a separate Norfolk Southern train jumped the track in the West End this past weekend. WESA reports that more than 1,100 derailments have happened nationwide in the last year. And Pittsburgh public schools have filed a federal lawsuit against social media platforms, including Meta, that's Facebook and Instagram's parent company, Snapchat, TikTok, Google, YouTube, and more. School officials say they want monetary damages and an acknowledgement of the platform's, quote, addictive, dangerous, and exploitative practices around how they engage with kids. The Trib says none of those companies have responded to the suit. And it's officially the end of an era. The Pens missed the playoffs. It happened last night with the Islanders win, and it's our first failed season since Sidney Crosby's rookie year in 2005-06. And just a huge disappointment to everyone, myself included, who had really high hopes for our big three. I guess that means we're down to baseball. 
That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're hungry for more, check out that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter and look us up online for a big old back catalog of news, food news, food histories, and a whole bunch more. We do have interests outside food, we swear. That's pittsburgh.citycast.fm and pod.link slash citycastpittsburgh. All right, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you then. I just stopped. There was a truck backing up. So I was hoping that would be done by the time I had to talk again. <laughs> okay. There's also, I can hear that there's a train going by. Perfect. This is just going to be a fun one to edit. AK, we'll do our best, you know.